Are your freedoms being destroyed? Like free speech? Shut up! You can stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Heather uh, Raw with Heather Haywin on Renegade Nation. This is going to be an interesting little show. I don't usually talk about this particular subject, so I'm excited to talk to you about it. But again, my name is Heather Haywin. Welcome to uh, Raw with Heather Haywin. What is a solo show? It's just me and you talking and chatting and whatever there's no richie there's no sammy there's nine no naughty nicole here but those are awesome awesome um uh, people to listen to on the renegade nation but today we talked about something really interesting um and this is about business i talk about entrepreneurship business um how to make money all kinds of fun stuff right because that's the, that's the fun stuff in life right and I just want to talk to you about today about something really interesting. I think a lot of people don't know. I'm from Texas, born and raised in Texas. I live in Austin, Texas. I'm a Republican Trump uh, Trump enthusiast, a deplorable Trump enthusiast. And on top of that, I, um, I'm a gun holder, second right activist. This is not about throwing what I believe on you, but this is just like who I am. Okay. So you got to get a feel for who the hell Heather Havenwood is. I want to talk to you about something today. Cannabis. Now. I, um, I'm not a cannabis uh, smoker. In fact, I've never smoked it. I know people always ask me that, like, oh, come on. I actually have never smoked it. Uh, funny story, though, back in the day, let's see, oh, how when was this, 15 plus years ago? It was a uh, New Year's Eve, and I was in Fort Myers, Florida with my uh, father um, and his family, and it was New Year's Eve, and we went to some like party, and I was kind of like hanging out with these what I call bad boys, and we went to the forest, and it was me and these three boys, and we're they started smoking pot, and um, they're passing around, and I'm like the last one, and all of a sudden I hear my father like come out of the house into the woods, like screaming my name, Heather, and I um, quickly knew that if any of us would were caught, we were all like dead. So I grabbed the quote unquote roach, as they called it, and ate it. So I've never smoked it, but that was the closest I ever did. And I came out of the woods acting like nothing happened. All right. That's the closest I've ever had to cannabis, to be totally honest. However, as a business entrepreneur, there's not much going on in the world of creating new markets anymore. This is a massive gold rush. So I want to explain to you guys a little bit why I think that Texas eventually will turn and say yes and some movements have happened. And I think it's one of the most um, interesting industries that is going on right now in the United States of America, which is cannabis. Okay. So first of all, let's, ta- let's start with pro- new pro-marijuana mayor shakes up Texas town in white right Texas. Okay. First of all, that name, a horrible name, white right. How you spell that? W H I T E W R I G H T. Welcome to go check it out online. This young man in this very, very small town, 50 miles northwest of Dallas, and the small town is really shaking things up. He's a pot friendly mayor. They call him Mayor Looney because his last name is Looney. Um, and you got to understand, East Texas, especially Northeast Texas, it's small town. It doesn't change much. I mean, I'm from Texas. I can make fun of it. But it's um, it's really grounded in its roots. However, the mayor knows there is no new industry coming. Oil's down. Farming's completely screwed up at this point. Okay, so they have all this land. They have people who want to do work. The people that want to make money. And they have all this space. And in Northeast Texas, in East Texas, it is really great um, weather. It is 
really great uh, uh, situational for the growth of weed. In fact, Longview, Longview, Texas, which is a very east area of Texas, they found, let's see how much here. They found a crap load, like 2,500 pounds of potential weed. What they found is this huge area that was deep in the woods that uh, somebody was growing marijuana. They were nurturing this. They were about to harvest. It was like 2,500 pounds. Right before they were going to harvest it, the police found it. And they even said it was very hard to find. They had to go deep in the woods. There was no road to it. I mean, these guys really knew what they were doing. Um, I felt really bad for them, to be honest. So I think it's it's interesting. This Again, this is not about what's right or wrong, uh, good or bad, any of that stuff. But here is a quote from, let's see, mm-hmm. Representative David Simpson, Republican, Longview, which by the way, the fact that a Republican in Texas is, is pro-marijuana is pretty cool. Okay. Um, Republican David Simpson, Republican Longview, filed a bill Monday to legalize marijuana by removing all mention of the drug from state statutes. Okay, it's actually pretty interesting. Rather than regulating marijuana as other states have to make it legal for medicinal or recreational use, Representative David Simpson said in a release Monday that, quote, God did not make a mistake when he made marijuana that the government needs to fix. Said beautifully, actually, quote, let's allow the plant to be utilized for good, helping people with, with seizures, treating warriors with PS- PTSD, producing fiber and other products are simply for beauty and enjoyment. Now, there's a lot of truth to that. Okay, again, this is not about, I'm not going to go into the research on cannabis because I, I am, I don't know anything about it. I've never smoked it. I, I, I really don't. I'm looking at it as a business opportunity. Okay, so let's, let's, let's step back for a second. Why is Texas right now not just jumping on this? Well, here's why. The economy of Texas is one of the largest economies in the United States. As of 2015, Texas is home to six of the top 50 companies in the Fortune 500 list and 51 overall, meaning um, we're big. We've got a huge, um, huge gross revenue. Texas grossed more than $264 billion a year in exports. That's more than California. That's more than New York. Okay. As a sovereign country... This is as of 2014. Texas would be the largest, the 12th largest economy in the world ahead of South Korea and Australia. Let's just say Texas got it going on, okay? I mean, the bottom line is we really have enough gross GDP to pull away from the United States completely, okay? Texas has the second largest population in the country after California. Um, This again, according to 2014 Wikipedia, Texas has a gross state product of $1.6 trillion. This is uh, as according to 2014, the second highest in the United States. Okay, so you get the world of it. We don't really need the money, right? However, oil is down. So these stats I'm telling you are 2014. I'm talking to 2016. This could have changed. We um, we in Texas about in 2007, 2009. Why am I telling you something? There's a reason I'm telling you this. 2009. Stay with me. 2009. While the recession's happening. 2008, 2009. The city of Austin Chamber of Commerce did something no Chamber of Commerce has ever done. They created a satellite office outside of the state and city it represented, and that was to California. And it literally started, uh, they basically put a satellite office and an employee 
that was their they were an employee of Austin Chamber of Commerce and their job was to sell Austin was to sell businesses to leave California and to come here well it worked right so we're talking in 2016 right now we are headquarters to Whole Foods that's always been here though it was born and raised here um Facebook is here Google's here Apple's here Homeaway's here Amazon's here eBay's here and then a ton of other companies. We have a huge entrepreneurial world here. We have a huge venture capital world here. Okay, so we're becoming like a mini Silicon Valley. We have no state income tax. Our property uh, prices are extremely low. Of course, they've gone up every uh, 25% in the last couple of years, every single year, year over year, last four years, which is crazy. Our property taxes are reasonable between one to 3%, sometimes two and a half percent. Locally, it's 1.5. Um, it's reasonable. It's a great place to live. You can live big here on $100,000 a year and uh, tech companies love it. All right, so bring you up to speed, right? We don't need the money, but we got a lot of land. We got a lot of land. So there's a couple of comp- couple of mayors, no, I'm talking about the, the Longview mayor, the representative specifically, that have said, hey, there's no more industry coming in the door. But we need our people back to work. And not everyone is a techie. We got farms. We got farm land, right? So supposedly, rumors say, I couldn't actually find it online. I actually heard this in radio, but I couldn't find it find the facts on this. Supposedly in Longview, they are trying to get it passed that it is okay to grow it here, but not to distribute here, specifically in one city, Longview. Now, it hasn't passed, obviously, um, yet, but there's a mayor and representative that are really pushing for this. So I hear, I tried to find it online. All I got was that one quote from the representative of Longview. And what I find interesting about that is supposedly, you know, Podunk Uncle Billy's got two or three acres or 10 acres that was given to him by grandpa and he's sitting on that land and he can't use it anymore because the cattle's not, you know, just, it's just sitting there. It's just costing him money every year. What do they do with that? Well, supposedly there's been like, you know, all of a sudden Rolls Royce is flowing into town saying, hey, Uncle Billy, I'll give you 30,000 for that land. They're like, sweet, done, right? And I find it really interesting. These people are actually coming in, um, the, the people that are on the note, coming in and buying this property up left and right in Longview, Texas, for the potential, for the possibility that if this is true, if they allow it, boom, they are going to have a boom in that area. So they want to grab that land as fast as possible. Okay, so let me explain to you how cool the revenue of marijuana is. All right, this is according to Forbes. February 2016, Colorado's legal marijuana industry is worth one billion dollars. Okay, that's a lot of money. Colorado saw $996 million in legal sales of medicinal and regulational pot in 2015. That's a big number. Colorado's not that big. I'm explaining this to you because I want y'all to think outside the box in the world of business. It's not always just selling pen and paper. It's not always uh, just selling information online. You've got to start thinking outside the box. Are you subscribed to Business Week? Are you subscribed to the New York Times? What do you read every day? Do you go to TMZ 
and just read that. I mean, who are you really listening to? And there's you know, companies like Business Week. There's um, that, that's the one I actually watch religiously, and I actually purchase their information. They really are on the cutting edge of what's happening worldwide and globally, and as as well. Sorry, the same thing. Worldwide, globally, and um, domestically. And it's a great way for you to tap into kind of what's going on in the world. So this is this is the reason why I'm doing this show right now. God, I hope you guys aren't. <laughs> I hope you guys aren't like yawning. But honestly, this is really important piece. Is that it's it's. I think marijuana is not a bad thing. I haven't seen a lot of stats that it's horrible and negative. In fact, I've seen the opposite. Uh, I, I like you. I've seen a ton of documentaries that's really helped kids with seizures, children, like little children. Um, I saw one on a three-year-old. She stopped having seizures. Uh, really changed my life and the look of the the plant. Okay. And um, it's time that we, as a country, become on the cutting edge of things that are positive versus things that are negative. My mom died uh, three years ago. When she died in the hot, actually the day after she left the hospital, she was on 16 medications. <laughs> Crazy. But I promise if I went to the doctor and said, you know, I don't think she should be on any of these medications. He'd just look at me like, well, how am I going to make the money? It's about the money. It's not always about getting people well. And unfortunately, I had not stepped in fast enough to say, hey, mom, you don't need to be on this. This is crazy. You're 67 years old. You know, you don't need to be on 16 medications. And so when she went in for for, uh, bronchitis, um, she got a staph infection inside the hospital. She was there for two weeks. She came home. They released her. So she was fine. And the next day she was found in her bed. And I think a lot has to do with, I'm, I'm anti the big prescription drug companies. At the end of the day, this is about the prescription, prescription drug companies saying, hey, if we legalize pot, we're not gonna have control. Um, I believe that, that's my own particular view. This is about money. So I just want y'all get a sense of how huge the pot industry, cannabis industry really is and how much it could really change America if we became the leading country in the import or the export of highly, um, let's say, highly regulated or um, what's the right word, pure cannabis. I mean, there's different kinds now at this point. Um, you know, but what would it be like if we could actually really help people around the world with seizures, with PTSD, and so many of the things that actually has has known, um, have been found that it's it's actually really good for us. So I think it's interesting. I think it's really a good piece. So again, let's talk about this. I'm reading something here. As more and more states legalize some form of marijuana sales, the blossoming industry's revenue continues to soar. As a matter of comparison, California where medical marijuana has been legal for two decades, not a year, two decades, sees an estimated $1 billion in annual sales of medical pot alone. And the state could vote to legalize recreational sales as soon as this fall, which is, we're talking the fall. And it could grow, the market could grow to $6.7 billion in total sales and potentially $22 billion sales by 2020. That is 
huge. Um, so I'm thinking about the reason why I brought this up is because I was listening to a local radio station here in Austin and they were talking about this particular mayor in Longview and how he's coming out of the woodwork and going against the grain of a very East Texas culture and saying, hey, we're, you know, because right now the, the Texas state legislator is um, in session and he's here going, hey, let's let's not legalize the recreational use. Let's just legalize being able to grow. Let's make some money. Right. And I really got to give the guy some creds and some balls because he's right. He looks at his he looks at his area of the state, East Texas, and and he's like, there's nothing coming. There's nothing new. There's no manufacturing. Ford just is moving to Mexico. Right. That just came out. Ford's creating a brand new facility in Mexico to create all of their lower priced uh they call it their their cars, their cars, their particular what they call lower price cars in Mexico. Brand new facility. That's not coming to Longview, Texas. That's not coming to East Texas. That's going to Mexico. So what are we gonna do? The manufacturing jobs have lost. What do we have? That's what this the senator and mayor is looking at. Like what do I have here for our for my people? We have land. We have people that are willing to work. We have tools. We got tractors. But more importantly, we have the best land to create and, and basically grow this particular kind of product that is a desired product and a potentially positive product for not only the country, for the world. So I kind of want to open your eyes up to God, just an industry, new industry going out there. And I, um, as an entrepreneur myself, and, and the reason why I do this podcast is to hopefully open people's eyes to new possibilities of being a business owner, right? You don't have to work at McDonald's, but I have to say, I, I would have loved to have worked at McDonald's 20, 30 years ago and be able to own two or three of those babies, right? What are you doing? What are you creating? An entrepreneur's job is to figure out what people want and give it to them. The next thing an entrepreneur's job is, is create, I'm a creator, right? My job is to create situations such that it brings commerce to me and other people. That's what entrepreneurs do. And so I just invite you to take a look at it. Uh, let me say one more thing before I go. I am checking out here. Da, 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 da. Okay, we already have this. Colorado marijuana sales skyrocket to more than $996 million in 2015. But here is the estimated taxes collected. 135 million in marijuana taxes and fees in 2015. More than 35 million of that is earmarked for school projects. Would that make a difference in your market? Would that make a difference in your local community? I bet it would. So again, this is Heather Havenwood, Raw with Heather Havenwood. And I just wanna plant the possibility in your brain is to look at what's happening, not just in your backyard, what's happening in the world, in the world, think outside of the United States, what's happening in the world that you can say, hey, I can, uh, I can get in between there and I can make some money, I can help somebody, I can move something, I can make a difference and I can actually make money. So this is Raw with Heather Havenwood. You can check me out at Renegade Nation. All right, Renegade Nation and all of you out there, I really appreciate you listening. This is 
This is Heather Havenwood signing off from Austin, Texas.